It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast for 2023, available of course every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcast from. Well, here we are after another weekend. It is Monday, March the 20th. I trust that you had a fantastic weekend, especially if you were in the headspace of any real estate negotiations around Australia. And I'm sure another busy week is coming up. Now, this morning, we are talking to Stephen Halmarek, who is the Chief Economist at the Commonwealth Bank of Australia. And good morning, Stephen. Welcome back to the Real Estate Podcast this morning. I mentioned last time we spoke that it was probably a busy time for you last year. How has 2023 started for you? Well, good morning. Thanks for inviting me to be back on. Uh, It's very good to be with you. Uh, Yeah, 2023 been very busy. Clearly, the Reserve Bank is continuing to put interest rates up, as are most of the other major central banks around the world. And high inflation remains a big topic of discussion. And we're very busy trying to keep on top of that to advise our clients. And just how far along do you think is the current housing downturn and what are some of the other negative indicators that we should be focusing on, do you think, for 2023? Well, if we look at the, the fall in dwelling prices up until February, they're down 9% from the peak. So this is nationally. The peak was in April 2022. And as of February this year, uh, prices were down 9% across the, across the country. Our forecast is that we'll see a peak to trough decline of 15% in prices in this cycle. So on that, we're a little bit over halfway through. We think prices will uh, trough out around the middle of the year, maybe early in the second half of the year, as the the lagged effect of higher interest rates continues to impact on household balance sheets, uh, budgets and, and the property market. Oh, yes, the the dreaded lag. All right, well, we'll come back to Stephen in just a moment on your real estate breakfast this morning. We talk to some of the most influential figures in the real estate industry, from leading commentators to investors to real estate principals, only on The Real Estate Podcast. Whether you're a seasoned investor or a first-time buyer, Know your property with us on The Real Estate Podcast. Hey, if you've been looking at the Adelaide property market from an investment point of view, or perhaps you've decided for you and the kids it's a settling place to permanently live, well, tomorrow morning we are back talking about the Adelaide property market. And bit of an inside word here, there's a particular area of Adelaide that we are going to discuss that could be could be a breakout area to think about buying into. And Catherine Skinner knows a thing or two about Adelaide being local, so the inside word on that is coming up tomorrow. Now, if you're celebrating your birthday today for March the 20th, that's right, March the 20th, April is going to be here before we know it. Happy birthday if you are celebrating. You are celebrating your birthday with Spike Lee, the independent mainstream filmmaker. He's turning 65 and Holly Hunter is celebrating her birthday today. You might remember her from the Jane Campion movie The Piano where I think she lost a couple of fingers from memory. She is turning 64 today. 
It's the main Centre forecast. And around the country we go on our Monday morning checking on your weather word in Sydney and expecting one or two showers, a high today of 25. In Melbourne, partly cloudy with fine spots with 21 degrees. In Brisbane, expecting mainly fine blue skies with 32 degrees. And it's going to be another hot one in Perth today. Stay hydrated, plenty of liquid because the top today is reaching 36 degrees. What to buy, where to live and things to avoid every morning on The Real Estate Podcast. And we are back this morning with Stephen Helmarek, who is the Chief Economist at the Commonwealth Bank of Australia. And Stephen, the slowdown in consumer spending is expected, of course, uh, this year. I mentioned the other day that the next economic figures the RBA is going to be focusing on is due out towards the end of next month. Question here is, what do you think that's likely to reveal about the health of the Australian economy? Well, there's a lot of data sets coming out of the next few weeks and you know the Reserve Bank has highlighted a few of those that they're going to keep their eye on. So as you mentioned, consumer spending is a big one and we can see through our Commonwealth Bank credit and debit card spending data that the last few months has been quite volatile for consumer spending. So November was quite strong as people took advantage of the, the big sales ahead of Christmas. December was quite weak. Uh, the first period of January was quite strong in consumer spending as people you know took holiday. But since then, late January through February into early March, spending does look like it's softening. The higher interest rates are meaning that people need to put more and more of their income aside to pay off their mortgage or, or, and or their rent, and that leaves less money available for spending elsewhere. At the end of April, as you mentioned, we get consumer price index for the, for the March quarter, and we do expect that to show a moderation in the pace of inflation. So headline inflation currently 7.8%. We think that'll be moderated to 7% in the first quarter. So 7% still very, very high inflation, but uh, not quite as high as it was at towards the end of last year. So I think that'll be quite welcomed by the Reserve Bank. Yeah, oh, for sure. If it's starting to stabilise, that is uh, one of the metrics. That's the biggest metric they're looking for. And I think that you're predicting a global recession in 2023, citing interest rates, market volatility. But you're also saying that 2023 could present some excellent opportunities for businesses and investors in Australia. Well, so globally, the, the, the pace of growth in the global economy is, is slowing. So we do expect a, a much slower pace of growth this year than last year. But we've re- recently revised up our growth forecast for this year for the world for to 2.2%. We previously were at 2%. Now, the IMF uh, estimates that 2% global growth is what they call a recession. So at 2.2% for this year, we might just avoid that global recession. The US economy is showing some resilience in the face of much higher interest rates, but it's the, it's the Chinese economy that's now looks like it's going to be growing faster this year because of the, the reopening for the COVID lockdowns of the last couple of years. So China will be a major source of growth for the global economy this year. So definitely a slower global economy, not quite hitting that recessionary definition if our forecasts prove correct. If you have a look at that, so from 2% to 22 it's just squeaking outside of the recession. Wouldn't take much, would it, to just tilt that into a recession? So it's kind of a, a little bit on a balancing axis. 
Yeah, that, that's that's true. And the outlook for Europe looked particularly poor given the ongoing war in Ukraine. The outlook for Japan uh, could be affected by slower global growth as well. We've seen recently some uh, some problems in the US banking system, which add another layer of risk. Certainly some, um, you know, lot, lots of things happening this year that do look like they'll see the global economy, the pace of global growth slow quite significantly. And of course, the main thing is that central banks still are raising interest rates very aggressively. And in the case of the US, the US Federal Reserve uh, president has said he thinks interest rates have further to go and they're likely to stay at those higher levels for longer than previously expected. And just having a look at the the housing market in particular, how do you think the sensitivity of expensive housing markets uh, like Sydney or a Melbourne or Canberra, their sensitivity to changes in the cost of debt affects their overall performance, given that Sydney's housing prices have already fallen by over 10% from their peak back in February of last year? Yes, as I mentioned, house prices or dwelling prices are down 9% across the nation. But as you said, Sydney has fallen further. Melbourne has fallen further. So we we did have larger increases in Sydney and Melbourne in the upswing, uh, but now in the downswing uh, because the average mortgage is larger given the more expensive housing in the two big cities. Those markets are much more sensitive or more sensitive to these higher interest rates. And there's quite a significant lag involved, as we have mentioned previously. If you've got a mortgage with Commonwealth Bank between the day the Reserve Bank puts up interest rates and the day you're actually paying that higher interest rate on your mortgage, uh, it can be up to three months. And we've just we've had a February rate hike, a March rate hike. We think there'll be an April rate hike from the Reserve Bank. So by the time that April rate hike is actually being paid in higher mortgage repayments, we're really into the middle of the year. And also throughout the course of this year, we have a significant number of very low interest rate, fixed rate home loans, usually written in uh, the end of 2020, that will need to be refinanced at much higher variable rates throughout the course of this year. So there's quite a significant tightening of monetary policy, a significant increase in interest rates still to flow through to people's um, monthly mortgage repayments. Yeah, and having a look at the fixed termers, as you mentioned, they're going to be coming off. It's been a huge talking point on the the Real Estate Podcast, just in relation to what banks are likely to do, because it's not, as we've sort of discussed here, it's not as if banks have not had a reasonable lead-in time, knowing that we're sort of in this very unprecedented market. So do you think that the banks in general will sort of come to grips with that once they come off their fixed term and go on to that that much higher rate because there will be some that could automatically go into a defaulting situation. Yes, as you say, I think the banks and the and the borrowers have had a long time to prepare for these, you know, the end of their fixed rate mortgages. Clearly people know, you know, when those low rate loans are come to an end and on need to be refinanced. So I think what we'll see this time is the banks working very closely with the individual people involved. There's around 800,000 plus uh, mortgages that will mature this year on very low fixed rates. So I think the banks will be working with those customers very closely to make sure that people understand their obligations and to help manage that increase as best they can. All right. Well, it's going to be a very interesting year, of course, 2023. Stephen, thank you so much uh, for once again uh, coming on to the Real Estate Podcast this morning. My pleasure. Thanks very much. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 